Hey church, uh, we are here continuing our our Revive One Another series, <laughs> and I got my favorite person in the world sitting right oh. next to me, <laughs> a beautiful girl. Um, Missy's with me, and uh, we're going to talk about today one another actions and what mm. that means uh, in the one another lifestyle. Yeah. And again, a couple things. This series is us just reading the passage over and over again the week before. Yep. So just meditating on the scriptures, right? reading over and over again, and, and just saying, God, what are you speaking to us? What are you speaking to us? And what are you speaking to our church? Mm-hmm. What can we give you? So all we're giving you today is what the Lord has given us to give you. That, guys, is what a sermon is. Mm-hmm. That is what how you disciple people. That's how you teach others. It's God. I'm receiving this from you and I'm going to give it to someone else. So we hope to do that today. I don't know what she's going to bring. Hopefully it's something good. Um, I do know. (laughs) I do know there is there is something. So the other thing is um, back in May, we did our global gift, which our global gift goes to supporting our endeavors and working with the city and working around the world and doing all the stuff we do that to live on mission. Uh, it goes to supporting you guys in your neighborhoods where your R3s are at and doing your out activities. And, you know, whether it's you do like a block party or, um, you know, if you're shoveling snow for all your neighbors, like like an R3 did last year, you need you need shovels, right? Possibly. Or you're a snowblower. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they'll get that this year. <laughs> we'll see if there's room in the budget. Um, but the global gift goes to supporting all of that, too. Yeah. And. In May, we said, if our R3s raise a certain amount, um, we'll do a word drop. They can pick a word and we'll do a word drop in a sermon time, yeah. which today you get to listen for that word. So hopefully you listen even more intently than you normally do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. If you're writing, no, if you're taking notes and then all of a sudden you, you write down this weird word. That's the word. That's it. You got it. <laughs> so um, listen out for that word. I think we'll keep a tally on the screen of how many times we say it. We're going to try to say it as many times as we, as we can. Uh, right. I will defer to more to Missy on that one. Uh-huh. You'll, yeah, we'll you'll say more. So <laughs> without further ado, let's get into this passage. You guys already read it this morning. Yes. And it's, it's a beautifully written, but also a beautiful, a difficult passage. I mean, there's yeah. there's uh, there's some things in here that, I mean, there's a dichotomy he he puts forward to us. I mean, there's a lot of dichotomy in in First John where he says, "Hey, if it's not this, it's it's this." And if you're not here, then you're here. Well, yeah. that's what he's going. That's what he's going to talk about here too. So, yeah. as we get started, what is what's what's something that the Lord has spoken to you? Let's take it chunk by chunk in this first in this first section, so verses okay. eleven through fifteen. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you, what have you heard from the Lord in there? I think, um, yeah, in this beginning section in particular, like I really just, I heard God say, so there's some, like you said, there's some, there's some harder things, but he really was just like, but there's a simplicity to what I've called you to do. Mm. And that's, we see that in the first verse, first verse is in like, it just says love one another. Um, and I actually heard him say, uh, like my children tend to overcomplicate things, Hmm. you know? So even as you were just saying, like there's like a dichotomy between different things, like, um, like sometimes we, it was like God was saying, like, we just, we just, we add so much to it when I've called you to love, you know? Yeah. And that was really beautiful. So 
Let's talk about that. Yeah. When, when he says love one another, what does that look like? Yeah. Because, well, actually. Well, let's wait. Because I feel wait. there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't jump ahead of us yeah, here. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that middle <laughs> yeah, section. Yeah. But what was interesting, I thought, was with him saying children. Because how many times have we heard that previously yep. in the other yeah. chapters he's, and he's passages? Using it a lot. Like, he's using that a lot. And we've seen it as like this affectionate term. Right. right, like a father talking to his children, um, and so I actually heard him say that, and he he does say it later on in in this in this passage as well. Um, but I felt that also, like as we go into like the next verse, right? Because then he so he tells us what we should do, right, in terms of love one another, and then it's what we should not do, you know, mm, yeah. and what we should not do, which is to be like Cain, oh man, who poor, was the evil Cain. one. I know. He, well, he, he was of the evil one. Of the evil one. Yeah. No, that's what he, he was, said. I just, he was evil, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was of the evil one. I like to hope, though, that that Cain came around. Yeah. That he came back to God and yeah. there was redemption. Yeah. But when you read this, it's like, hey, don't we be don't, like Cain. We don't know that. Yeah, we just, we don't, we don't, we don't yeah. know that. But I would, I would agree with you and the, and the hope yeah. um, based on what is said. But he did murder his brother. He did. Um and then I thought this was very interesting because it asks the question, and why did he murder him? Mm-hmm. And how many, like, there are, like, other questions in in the scriptures. Like, we we see that often, or not often, actually, I don't feel like it's often. Um, but I just felt like that was a way for him to, like, as talking to children. You know, when you're, when you're talking to a child, it's like, and why did so-and-so do this? Or why did yeah. you do this, you know? And I just feel like it's this... It's this way that it's just this a continuation of how he's speaking to us and how he's getting us, how he's trying to like re-emphasize some of these points um, because he knows we need to hear it um, with as a as we're children as child with a child's heart, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. I love that insight. Um, you're right. Questions don't happen a lot in the scriptures. They're they're more they're more so questions like this in the New Testament mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. They're, they're epistles, right? So they're writing it to somebody. So asking that question is supposed to elicit a time of reflection and response. Right, um, right. Whereas it's, the writing style isn't necessarily that way. It's more narrative yeah. in, in the Old Testament. Right. So there's a lot of narrative in yeah. the Old Testament and poetry, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. It's It's like... You have the nascent church that's forming, that's developing. They're trying to find their identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you throw this question out, well, well why? why because you're happen? like, yeah. oh, well, he murdered his brother. That's the action. But what is underneath that? Yes. What's what's below that? What is inside of that? What is pushing that mm-hmm. forward? Um, and he says, because his own, own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Yeah. Now, that is... That is not actually the answer to his question. Mm-hmm. I think you can read it when you read this in uh, in English. You think, well, he's answering the question right there, but right, yeah. that's yeah. not the answer. The answer isn't well because his deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Because then you have another, well, why? Why? Why yeah. were? His deeds evil and his brothers righteous. Mm -hmm. What was the difference there? So you can, so people uh, like you can read this and think, oh, well, that's the answer. But it's it's not the answer. It's he's furthering his point. Yeah. It's almost like why did he murder him? Um, 
and he's he's justifying he's justifying that asking his question and saying remember his his deeds his deeds were his brother's righteous why did he murder him yeah. like why what what is under there mm-hmm. uh, and and so well how does he answer this he's like um, basically well he's gonna answer in the next in the next I was like, section these yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Again, so do you have anything else ahead. to say in, in this first um, section? But I think there's a like you were talking about, like there's a f- kind of a furthering of the point, which is which is which is which is harder to hear. Right. Um, in these next couple of verses, the 13 through 15. Um, so it's almost like it, I feel like this whole passage, 11 to 24, like really takes us on a journey. It takes us on a progression. And so he does that here in the latter half of this first section. Um because he takes it more general, right? So like, don't be surprised that the world hates mm, you, you know, mm. and you're, and whoever wants to hear somebody hates you, let alone the world, you know, <laughs> that's kind of like, yeah. but at the same right. time, it's going to his point, right? Um, and then if, and then he, I, I feel like he really does help explain that further because we're talking out of like how we've passed out of death into life and, and again, bringing it back to love. Um, yeah. That's how we, we know that and that's how we overcome that, you know, with love. And, and he says here, verse 14, we know that we passed out of death, you know, mm-hmm. Ephesians 2, mm-hmm. into life. Yeah. Because we love the brothers. Yeah. Because we love the brothers. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and, and, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Yeah. And uh, I think in our culture where... Uh, a semblance of love, not true love, but a semblance of love has become the mantra of people today, mm-hmm. which is just, it's not real love. It's yeah. its a pseudo love. And we won't go into that. That will take us off a little bit. Sure. Um, well, we will go into that in a bit. No, yeah. um, uh, a semblance of love. Uh, we think, oh, well, how can you hate your brother? Like, no one does that. No one really does that. But... But uh, that's all over the place in our culture. But also think about in the scriptures. Think about brothers in the scriptures where they've had they've had issues like real brothers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not not even just like church uh, brothers and sisters, Christian brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in brothers and sisters in the spirit. Yeah. But like real biological bloodlines had issues. So we have yeah. Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Like one murders the other. Who, yeah. who else do you think we got? Um, talking about um, brothers. Well, actually, when you first said that. Um, the prodigal son and his brother was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like one (laughs) brother is in, in with the pigs in the muck. Right. Right. Just oink. Yeah. Like oink, oink with all the pigs. Right. Uh Yeah. (laughs) He's in the muck with them and he's living with them. He's covered in the mud. He's, he's like even tempted to eat their slop. Yeah. To going to eat the food. Yeah. The the picture is he's become a pig. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, oink. Like that's... he's speaking like pig Latin. Mm-hmm. There you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's definitely one. And his brother, when he gets redeemed and he comes back to the father, his brother hates him. He's, he's yeah, he's upset. Right. You know? He's really upset. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a parable. That's right. Um, oh, other. Uh, like Joseph and his brothers. Oof. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Joseph and his one, brothers. You got the one brother and then... The 11 hate him, you know, like, yeah, it's kind of a group dynamic there. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a bit harsh, but they I mean, well, it's out of jealousy, like there's so yeah. much jealousy and um, 
just disgust and and upset because he has their father's attention and they don't. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. And even even Aaron and Moses, Aaron opposes Moses at one point. Yeah. Right? And Miriam opposes Moses at one point. Yeah. Uh, you have Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right? Like that's a whole story. That's that's taken all through. Esau gets a bad gets a bad rap too. He does. He really does. Yeah. Um, and so you have Jacob and Esau. Yeah. Uh, and we there's there's a few more in between there. Uh, but I mean, even uh, like think about Jesus and his brothers. Mm-hmm. Like a prophet has no honor in his hometown. His brothers. We don't even see his brothers come to faith until he's gone. Afterwards, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that they finally come around. James, sure. his his brother, actually ends up leading the Jerusalem, the mm-hmm. church in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, so it's harder but, than we think. Yeah. But, but, but we do see that. Like, we see the precedent for this these tough situations, these tough dynamics. Yeah. Um, but I love how he comes back to love with it and feeds into, like, this next section, right? Because if we're going to overcome... We have to love, but there's a a way to do that, you know? Yeah, so why don't you read 16 through 18 for us? Yeah. It says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. All right, all right, let's stop there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's too much. So what is love? So when he says up here to love one another, Mm -hmm. what does love look like? Yeah. According to this, what does love look like? According to this verse. Laying your life down. Laying your life down for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, he says, Jesus did it for us, so we ought to do it for others. Yeah. Now, how did Jesus do it? By literally laying his life down. Like, By dying. His like, physical life. His whole, yeah. Like, don't over-spiritualize this guy. No. Like, <laughs> he put aside his preferences. He put yeah. aside his well-being. He, and, and I'm not saying, like, don't take care of yourself. Right. Um, but Jesus knew in that his well-being was wrapped up in others' well-being. It's like when we first came to Toronto, yeah. or when we were coming to Toronto, our the verse that God gave us was, we do this all, we do this all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase things even to the glory of God. Yeah. And a lot of that has been to our own detriment and our own sacrifice mm-hmm. to do this for, for your sake, for, yeah. for the sake of the other. Philippians 2 says, hey, you don't have to neglect your own interests, right. but also look to the interests of others. Yeah. Right. So here, like Jesus actually physically dies yeah. for all of us mm-hmm. right? to the point of death. He's willing to go to the point of death. You see that in the Apostle Paul. You see that in the disciples. Yes. Um, you see in so many people who have actually followed or actually followed Jesus. They're willing to do they're it to the to end. It. Yeah. Um, we, we're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, his, so, yeah. And here's the thing, guys. If you can't lay aside your preferences, theological, personal, musical, other uh, oles. Yeah. All those. <laughs> all the- you ain't you ain't dying for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not actually laying, you're not going to lay your life down for somebody. Mm-hmm. Which means you're not actually loving one another like Jesus called us to love. Yeah. Which means that you may even hate your brother. Yeah. Not actually love him. Because here's the thing. You, 
You may say, I don't have this feeling of hate. I have this feeling of love. But love isn't bound up in feeling. No. Not that love doesn't produce feeling. Right. But it's not bound up in feeling. Yeah. Love is defined by your actions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we're talking about love. That's why. That's one, one another, another actions. actions. Yeah. yeah. One another actions, one another right? Actions. And the action is giving up everything for somebody else. Yes. Yes. That's the action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Verse 17. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Right? Another like, question. Another question. Um, a real practical example here that he gives us. And it's, um, again, I felt like there is as much as we want to make it more complex and different layers and everything like that. It's actually pretty simple. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. I mean, um, even a, a pig could understand it. Right? I mean, even a pig would oink to that. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's like... Pretty simple. It is. I mean, it, it's, it's really simple. And and we, like, even just thinking through in Toronto, like, how often are you... Is this verse so clear in walking around, um, you know, this just walking around the streets, right? Like, you yeah. see it often, all the time. Yep. Um, and how much... And, and, and you're left with the choice of, am I going to continue to do what I want to do in that moment? Or am I going to show love to my brother in need in this moment? Yeah. And we've, we've, we've modeled that. And it doesn't take, you know, you don't have to drop everything you're doing the whole life. Just a few minutes to pick up a sandwich or something, you know, and help out somebody in need who's, who's yeah. just sitting there struggling and hungry, right? Yeah. As, as opposed to, just to give it an even clearer example here. Yeah, um, and if you don't, he says here, you're closing your heart yeah. against that person. Mm -hmm. You're literally saying, no, you can't have access to this. Yeah. You can't have access to love. And again, love is defined by an action. It's defined by giving mm -hmm. somebody something they need. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it's defined by by doing something like like. Uh, uh, read the last one. Read 18. Yeah, yeah. So little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And that's it right there. Um, I mean, here we see the children yeah. come up again because it's again, he's like it's like getting our attention because this is what it is. This is this is what we need to do. Love isn't. Um, just speaking it out. So I can tell you, I love you. And I, love I do. You. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make it weird. <laughs> um, but you're going to know I love you by actions, right? Through through various things that I do yeah. in, in the course of the day or the week or the month or whatever, yeah. or the years. Um, yeah, those words are devoid of meaning without actions. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, and here... He says, we don't, we can't just love in word or talk. Yeah. We love in deed and in truth. Yes. That doesn't mean we don't actually have words that accompany it, but we can't solely love in word. That's, that's what's called lip service, right? It's, yeah. it's so many love in word and talk, not in deed and truth. Um, like people say to, people have said to us before, oh, we love you so much. And then treated us like crap. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, Wait a minute. no, you can't say that you love us. 
but then treat us like yeah. crap. Yeah. You know. You know. I you can't those two things don't go together. Like mm-hmm. I'm hearing your words and they don't they are They're incongruent not, not with yeah. your actions. Exactly. Right? And and it's just like we can't say, "Oh, we love lost people and we want to see them come to Christ, but you don't share your faith." Yeah. yeah. Oh, we love we we love um, you know, to, to reach out to the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. but you never do it, yeah. right? Like, oh, I, I, I love to help homeless people, but I never do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's just right. like, no, you actually live what you love. We did a whole series yeah. on that well, yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. <laughs> or you can go check it check out. It out. <laughs> um, you actually live out what you love. And so yeah. you don't have to tell me what you love, I can see it by your life. I can see what you love. Right. Um, and that's what that's the point he's he's getting at here. Yes. He says that that we 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 love indeed and and in truth. And in truth. And I loved I loved that it's paired with truth here at the end, which takes us into like this last these last mm-hmm. few verses. Mm-hmm. Because we see earlier in the scriptures that like if you if you have, if you just speak truth without love, well, you're just this clanging symbol, you know? Yeah. And that's all people are going to hear. Right. And it's really, it's going to turn people off, actually, is what will end up happening. Yeah. Um, if you deliver truth without love, right. um, there's a, uh, there's a gentleness and respect and the things that the, the scriptures teach us how to do it with, right? And patience. And there's just mm-hmm. so much more that goes into that. Um, but when you pair them together, it's powerful, you know, yeah. it's powerful to show love. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And so he says here, we shall know that we are of the truth, that truth that you just spoke of mm-hmm. and reassure our heart before him. Yeah. So the heart in the scriptures represents the entirety of your being. Right. Yeah. So don't just think your emotional center. This is where volition, your will lies. This is, um, this is where uh, it's your thought center. Like this is the, the heart represents all this. It's, it's your, yeah. your the entirety of yourself. So whenever our heart condemns us, sorry, reach your heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart yeah. and he knows everything. And then beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God right. that whatever we ask, we receive. Mm-hmm. So, um, this, this verse here, when it talks about a heart condemning, it's reminding me of Jeremiah 17. Because in Jeremiah 17, mm. it talks about how the heart is, well, we can just, just read it. Just check it, yeah. Um, so it says here, Jeremiah 17, what verse is it, 9? Yeah, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things mm-hmm. and desperately sick. Who can understand it? The Lord in verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind Hmm. to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately sick or some translations say desperately wicked. Um, Who can understand it? Well, here here then we have this, this, well, if your heart is condemning you, Or if your heart is reassured, there's two different things here. Yeah, yeah. And one goes to Jeremiah 17, which is your heart is desperately wicked or it's sick. Like you can't understand it. 
And one, I think, goes with Jesus giving us a new heart. Mm. This is the new covenant, right? I would take out your heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh. And so this is the new covenant. This is the yeah. spirit living and breathing and abiding yes. in us, which right. that's what makes us children of God. That yes. is, is why you have Abel's deeds as righteous and his brothers as evil. He submitted himself to God, whereas mm-hmm. Cain did not. Yeah. And so that's the answer here. Have you submitted yourself to God? Sure. Like fully. Right. Right. You can't. And, and people think you can like half do it, but you can't. You just can't. No. It's either you are in Christ or you're not in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's the law of non-contradiction, right? They can't, those things can't contradict you. You, yeah. you either are pregnant or you're not pregnant. You can't be in, in between, right? So in this, like, yes. Is that right? Yes. It, like, <laughs> you're like, wait, can you? Yeah. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you, where was I going with that? <laughs> Oh, you can't be in the kingdom. You can't be submitted to stuff to God and, right. and not. And not, right? yeah. So in or out, yeah. Um, here with our hearts, if your heart is condemning you, then you may have a heart of stone. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If you experience that condemnation from your own heart, then your heart may not be a heart of flesh. Yeah. It may not be the heart that God wants to give you in the new covenant mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and uh, because your heart is still sick. Yeah. It's still it's still how Jeremiah described it. Right. Right. Uh, but if you have a new heart, if you have this heart that God's given us, well, well, that's why we can ask God, because our yeah. heart is aligned with his heart. Our desires align with yes. his desires. That's it's, this is coming together. Yeah. You know? um, it's not like, oh, I want this. So I'm going to ask God for that. It's like, no, God, I want whatever what you, you want. want. Yeah. Whatever you want, God, Different I'm content with. I'm satisfied with. Yeah. 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 That's just a different, that's a different way to look at it, you know? Because um, you can read this, I mean, I, and I think if, you, if you're if you just coming in for the first time reading this, you're like, oh, great. Whatever we ask, we get. And you're like, well, that's, but you ask what you, you get when you're aligned with him. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Because your desires are his desires. Yes. And you can have boldness in that because. Because you have it. his heart. Because you have it. And yeah. he's a good father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want a pig? I might give you a pig. I might give you a pig. And then? And then you oink. <laughs> It's great. A yeah. little, little, little squeal and oink. Oh, a little, little, little piglet. Little <laughs> Oinking. Oink, oink, oink. So cute. Yeah. Um, I had a friend growing up who had a Vietnamese potbelly pig. Little, little like, pig. As a pet? As a pet. Oh, wow. And then it got huge. Yeah, I was like, what do you do? And so his little baby oink turned into like this like oink. Like oh, this, like, cute. This like really growly like oink. And then one day. Oh, no. We don't want to. He just yeah, wasn't no. there anymore. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. You probably don't. So, uh, I, and, and then he goes on, and then let's yeah. finish this out here, because yeah. he says, uh, where, where is this? What, whatever we ask, okay, and this is his commandment, verse 23, yeah, that we believe in Jesus, love one another just as he commanded us, and whoever mm-hmm. keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him, and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. That's exactly yeah. what we just talked about. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and the, going off this verse, whatever we ask, we receive, uh, just to close this out, Jesus actually mentions this three times in the fair, what's called the farewell discourse in the book of John. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so this is at the Last Supper in the upper room, right? Where he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's doing the high priestly prayer, all that stuff. He says three different times something to this effect. Hey, whatever you ask, you'll receive. Yeah. Whatever you ask, you'll receive. Like, and this is in ver- chapter 14. Chapter f- There's one instance in 14, 15, and then one in 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I also love about that is in 15 somewhere, he su- Jesus says, if you're my friends, mm-hmm. you'll do what I say. <laughs> like, like that's a funny way to yeah. talk to your friends like <laughs> like uh yeah. hey adam if you're my friend you'll get me a drink <laughs> no oh <laughs> uh, but what do you <laughs> that's not what it means by the way yeah. what it means by that is you're gonna love one another because yes. that's the content that's where this john is, is getting all this you. john is yeah. in that room for this yeah he is, his head is on Jesus' bosom for this, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, if you're really my friends, you're going to do all these things that I've said. Yeah. I gave you a new commandment just now. Love one another just as I love you. Lay your lives down for one another. And by this, everyone will know you're my disciples. Right. Yeah. And so the key here for us, guys, as a church is if we are going to make disciples who make disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples, whether you are part of Trinity Life Church or not, if you're going to live out the Great Commission wherever you are in your life, it has to start with love. Yeah. Loving one another. Guys, if the hard news is if you can't love one another in the church, you're you're never going to do that well outside of the church. If you can't love your brothers and sisters who are in the same spirit as you, you mm-hmm. won't do that outside the church. And the sad reality is the world sees that. Yeah. They see us bickering and fighting. And, and so let's start loving one another yeah. with gentleness and respect and generosity and grace in correction and training in righteousness and sometimes rebuke and, um, and teaching, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. let us love one another by edifying one another up, not by tearing each other down, but by building one another, by encouraging one another, by yeah. exhorting one another daily that our hearts might not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Yeah. Like, there's so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's do that as a church. Let's love one another through our actions, not just through our words, yeah. but also let's have our words accompany our actions really? and and let our actions, like, bolster those words and give meaning to those yeah. words so um, i mean do you have any last words yeah, maybe one that's... last word maybe oh give? yeah just a i mean a wink that's good yeah that's good i just yeah yeah Feel like it's a good ending there it's a good like there's so much theology in that, in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's good let's pray <laughs> father our father we love you and we don't just say that mm. We've given our lives to you. And so as a church, right now as the church is all over the city, we just want to say we love you together by giving our lives to you, by laying our lives down for each other, for this, for our neighbors, for our neighborhoods, for this city, to see you work and to move according to your purposes. In your name, amen. Amen. Yeah.